Welcome back to another episode of Suds and Cinema. My name's Kyle. I'm Jacob. I'm Josh. This is episode number 34. This week we are reviewing the new Netflix original, The Devil All the Time. Two Robert Pattinson movies in a row. Dude. He's, uh, he's uh, on fire lately. He's been killing it. Well, I don't yeah. know. Well, I mean, acting-wise, yeah. Movie-wise, tougher debate. But he's in a lot of things. He is. He's in a lot. Yeah, Hopefully he's... Uh, that, any that, news yeah. on Robert Pattinson? Has he recovered from COVID? Oh, he's dead. <laughs> oh, no. Okay, I'm this sure took a dark fine. turn. Maybe he's quickly. still sick. Yeah, that would be bad. We're like, <laughs> can't wait to see him in worth... Oh. <laughs> Ooh. Breaking news. <laughs> yeah, breaking news. Batman recast. Hey, Siri, how is Robert Pattinson doing? Did she hear it? She didn't me? get it. Oh. <laughs> she heard it, though. I did hear it. Uh, so, yeah, that's our only featured review. Uh, we might have a couple other things. Probably will be a shorter episode. Uh, but that's also because we are recording the premium today. Finally getting around to recording the Godfather premium. So look for that soon. And we'll be out. And we'll be moving on. And we will try to keep it to once a month from now on. Just uh, It's been a busy summer, you know. You know, I mean, that heat stretch really killed me with work, and Josh went through a transition of jobs. We mm. had COVID. It's just, COVID. It's just He's been a okay. pain. They're starting to film me again. So. Oh, good. Good to hear. So, yeah, that's what's going ago. on with the uh, in-house stuff. Premium. Premium will be recorded. Should be up soon. Look for that. Anything else new? Need to cover? Mm, no. Not really. Great. <laughs> All right. Let's get into our featured beer. Yeah. What do we Josh's have pick. today? A familiar have, brewery. Kind of. Yep. I think. Have we had Big Lake on here? Yeah. We had their Amber. Remember? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Big Lake is yeah. not Michigan, though. Is yeah, it? It is. Yeah, it is. Isn't there also a lake, Great Lake or the something? The Great Lake is Cleveland. Lake. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. Um, this is. Taking our namesake. Yeah. Fr- I know. <laughs> Fudgy Kruger. Oh, Kruger. Kruger. And it's a homebrew, apparently. Oh, really? Imperial Beverage Homebrew by Brewery Lewis. In the news. <laughs> in the brews. Wow, he could... Brewery Lewis in the brews. Should be that. <laughs> um, it is an oatmeal stout. What does uh, that mean? There's oats in it. <laughs> Instead of... No. They just use oats with the malt. Mm-hmm. Um, it says oatmeal stout with lactose, cocoa nibs, and vanilla bean. Ooh, I love cocoa nibs. I will see if Untapped has a more expansive thing, but I doubt it. Yeah, it will. It might, because I don't know if this is technically a homebrew or not. It says it is, but... Okay, nope. That is that is what we get, Great. boys. That's what we have. So, <laughs> I'm expecting it to be so oatmeal. Have we have we kind of... T- we haven't discussed homebrew on in depth on the show, though. I mean, no. Could kind of get into that. What is it? Why is it different? Home, it's kind of, ob- it's kind of obvious. Homebrew is <laughs> when you brew at home. And, and that's it. Drink the beer. <laughs> um, homebrewing is a crazy process, actually. These guys do like some crazy things. But it's normally you get pretty off the wall stuff. This one is pretty reserved in terms of homebrew. Yeah, like why do a homebrew and make an oatmeal stout? Because it's really good, probably. <laughs> um, I wonder if though. this will taste like uh, like Pirate Bomb, one of the bombs. Oh, with know. the tr- cocoa. It'll probably taste more like po- the poet. Really? 
So that's an oatmeal stout. Is it? The poet? Yeah. yeah, I guess it is. Used to love the poet, but now Me I think too. it's I think I It's been a long time. A, I yeah, either drank too much of it, it or it's not as good as it used to be. No, that was like our perennial like Yeah. Oatmeal stout. We drank a lot of it. We did. <laughs> and now I had it the other day and it's really thin actually. Yeah. It's only like five percent. It it's yeah. Not as lives up to the stout, you know, like when yeah. you seven years ago expectation wow. for stout. <laughs> seven <laughs> years ago, great though. Yeah. <laughs> Seven um, years ago when I had 10 craft beers ever in my life, it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, I really like that uh, Red's Apple, you know, craft yeah. beer. <laughs> that great craft beer from Red's. Mm, had that a nice subtle apple juice flavor. <laughs> <laughs> so subtle. The apple was very... It's it was apple. like taking a bite out of an apple. <laughs> soaked in Bud Light. <laughs> okay. And you throw a little fireball in it and you got a firebomb. All right, well, if we're not going to get much more out of this... <laughs> he, uh, it doesn't even have the ABV on the can. You want six percent? All right, so six percent. Because he doesn't, he can't measure it. Probably. All right. Yeah. He doesn't well, have the tools. Prob- to honestly, it. probably is. It's because you don't estimate. have the tools to measure ABV at home. True. Uh, yeah. You can. You can yeah. If but if you're really into it, I guess. I mean, if he's a home brewer, that's getting that's getting a shit can from Big Lake. You think they would measure it? I wonder if it was originally homebrew and then they produced it. Mm, true. Like this, this, is a, this is a huge yield for a homebrew. Yeah. Like, what if this is the only three cans? <laughs> I have four. seen this. Four. No, I've seen this around a lot. Yeah, Fudgy Kruger. So yeah. Anyway, I want to drink it because it yeah. looks good. We should have had uh, Fudgy the Whale ice cream with this. I don't know what that is. It's from the office. <laughs> Yum. Yum. Wow. That is super chocolatey. Yeah. Very, I was going to say very chocolatey. Holy shit. That is, That's the cocoa nibs. Yep. Yeah. It tastes like melted like chocolate. Oh, <laughs> it literally, this tastes like melted like um, moose tracks. Like Legit, just, does, not yeah. the. That's the vanilla because the, the vanilla beans part, is yeah. in this also. Cocoa yep. nibs. It has a pretty good like mouthfeel to it. Like yeah. leaves a nice coating. Very chocolatey. You can like lick it dark, off yeah, your like, top uh, of your mouth. Yeah, like a darker, roof of your mouth. stronger chocolate. I yeah. Mean, cocoa nibs, like, yeah. Mm. Delicious. This must be really one of the better stouts I've ever had. Oh, it's a little extreme there. Right? I don't know. I mean, I. It's pretty good. Stouts mostly taste the same to me. This one, like. Stands out. Yeah. Yeah. It ain't no salty. I mean, at least it kind of saved Big Lake for me because after drinking that amber. Well, Kyle. I know I hate ambers anyway, so. It's an amber. Leave them alone. They have some good hazies. They have a Spartan I think Party. I've, yeah, I think I've had something they else have, from them. Uh, haze and Blue. I got a little man tapped. I've had that. They do. Uh, they did like a. Um, I do like their uh, canning it. Their, Didn't uh, they have like Sparty Party or something? Yes, yeah, it's Sparty Party. Oh. They got cool looking cans usually. Psychedelic. All right, let's pad this out a little bit since this episode will be shorter. I got to try. Uh, one of the single hop IPAs from Bad, and it wasn't wasn't for me. Didn't like it. What was it? It was a cashmere. Oh, cashmere hops. So I don't even yeah. know what that those are. But this is good. They're usually, like see, we need to get all these single hop exactly, ones. so yeah. we can tell what we like. But Kyle recommended the cashmere one, so like, hey, okay, I'll try that. And it just wasn't for me. It was a lot more bitter and. Like single note, obviously, with just 
mm. one hops, but maybe that's like, so I'm wondering what, will I like any single hop brews or, yeah. ha- or what other popular beers are Centennial hop? Okay. Centennial IPA. Founders. And I'm not crazy about Centennial IPA. Either. Well, like Two Hearted is all Centennial. Oh, is it? So that's single hop. Okay. So I like Two Hearted. I mean, I do like Centennial, but I don't love it. Centennial hops are easy. To, I okay. mean, they're like in most, most IPAs. So they probably took more challenging. Yeah, hops. like ca- cashmere is not a not a, a standard hop that you would right necessarily use. Usually they'll do. Uh, I think what, they Kyle's like cash- I know why. I think they had cashmere, Cascade, and something else. I want to say Cascade's a good mosaic. Hop. Cascade's a great. I, hop. I can't remember the third one. They had three of them though. Was it a C? Mm, I don't know. Cascade was the second one. I don't know. If, I don't think they're all C's, but hold on. I'm going to check this in. See if you can find it on I their had, uh, menu. I went to Tecumseh Brewing yesterday and had a couple beers from them. They were really good. Never been to Tecumseh Brewing. Obviously, it's south, what, east of here. Yeah, so it's like 40. I have no reason to go. you should mention Tecumseh because, no. Chinook. Chinook. Chinook's a good hop, too. Yeah. You picked the worst of the three. <laughs> hey, I was going off of the bartender's recommendation, so he did me dirty. He's like, hey, take this one. We need to get rid of it. Like, we need to hurry. They literally just, it, they were released that day. I don't think they even had an idea of what was going to sell. They have a New England Simply Simcoe, which I would not like because I do not like Simcoe hops. That one I know for a fact I don't like. And why don't you like them? It has like this weird like I uh, like mangoes, but this is like a weird mango like or like apricot maybe. It's got something weird that I don't like and I can pick it out. Mm. If I don't like an IPA, it's usually because it has some coat. So you're saying give the other ones a try. Yeah. Next time so I go. I would definitely do the if they have Cascade, I would definitely do the Cascade one. Yeah. So now I know, Jacob, there's one hop that I don't like. And one hop that I do, because Too Hard is all Centennial. So I like Centennial hops. Not Cashmere hops, not for me. Now I need to go back and try uh, Chinook Chinook and uh, the other one. The other one. Whatever it's called. Cascade. Cascade. (laughs) There we go. So they are all Cs. Yeah, actually, there's a flight called, uh, or there's a hop called Falconer's Flight, and it's a blend of seven Cs. Hmm. It's like Columbus, Chinook, Centennial. What do you think? How many... How many hops do they use, do you think, is like in a standard IPA? Different hops? Oh, probably three max. Usually an aromatic for aromatics, one for bitterness, and then one usually. So at least two. That's why it's hard to do a single hop. I've done, a, it's called um, SMASH Beers is an acronym. It's single malt and single hop. Hmm. So that's an acronym for SMASH. And those are pretty interesting, too, because... You get you really get the taste of the hop, but it's also like kind of I don't know. They always come off like thin because they're not like the malt is the same, so it ends up just tasting like kind of bland, I guess. One note. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's literally like you hit it and it's there, and that's where you're at, and it doesn't it doesn't change, it doesn't doesn't dazzle the tongue. It. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of how I felt like about layers. the other one. Like I'm sure it's even worse with that, but it's kind of how I was feeling about that. Usually there's like like layers, you know. Yeah. To be, yeah. But those don't have any. Yeah. Your taste, your initial taste, aftertaste, all of that's like a little bit varied, but mm. not with these. 
The afterbirth. Yeah. Got an okey afterbirth. <laughs> afterbirth. <laughs> okay. Uh, so definitely recommend Fudgy Kruger. Say yeah. that. 4.25. Whoa. Like it a lot. Big boy. I'm just going to start throwing fives out. I mean, yeah. I love it. It's yeah. really good. It's really good. Yeah. But I have CBS at a five. But it's also like dessert. Like it's so easy and tastes great. Yeah. That's, it's just, yeah. That kind of Push beer. Push my phone away, Layla. Yeah, CBS. Speaking of CBS, can finally try it now. Although oh, I don't know really. if I should try that one or if I should get another one before I... They have got a ton of them at Horrocks, but yeah, I want to save one bottle at least. I would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you can get 18 and 19, that'd be dope. Yeah, I'll look for... They had a bunch of 18s. I'll look for a 19 and then get both That one of those. was 18 that you just Yeah, had? that's 18. That was, good that was a good year. Yeah. yeah that, was that was the first time you had it. <laughs> mm-hmm. The first time I had it was like 15, and I loved it. And then they stopped for three years and came back out with it in 18. I thought it was even before that. That was like 2014, maybe? Maybe. There wasn't... I mean, I, I came like out before, but year, I'm like saying that. the first time I had it. One more thing about Founders. Do you see what they're releasing again? No. Big Luscious? Yeah. I, I cannot that. wait. I've never even had that. I beer. haven't had that one either. Oh, I cannot wait. What is it? Jacob it's, will get it, so you don't have to worry uh, about it. Chocolate covered. It's like chocolate and raspberries. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't think that one was out when I lived there. Anymore. It was like, uh, it was part of a series they did like a while ago. It was really mm. popular when they did it. And then they never, I don't think they ever bottled it or canned it. And now they're re-releasing it and uh, bottling it. Mm. Yeah, it's going to be good. Sounds good. I will be getting that one for the show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Jacob will get it. Don't worry. Um. All right, so that's it for the beer. Let's get into our featured review, The Devil All the Time. The Devil All the Time is written and directed by Antonio Campos, also written by his brother, Paulo Campos, and this is based on a novel by Donald Ray Pollock. 14. And the cast is huge on this one. Uh, We got Tom Holland, Bill Skarsgård, Robert Pattinson. Uh, Come on, scroll. Haley Bennett, Riley Keough. Harry Melling, Sebastian Stan, Mia Wasikowska, Eliza Scanlon, Jason Clark, and that's it. Uh, plot synopsis reads, Sinister characters converge around a young man devoted to protecting those he loves in a post-war backwoods town teeming with corruption and brutality. Let's take a listen to a clip. No matter what the weather was, Lenore would visit her mother's grave after school. Some days she would even read the Bible out loud and imagine her mother was listening. And though he wasn't one for praying, Arvin would often drive her and keep her company. Arvin. Was it sad you didn't end up in the hospital? Yeah, well, there's a lot of no good sons of bitches out there. <clears throat> My Lord, Arvin, you've been saying that almost since the day I met you. Yeah, well, that's because it's true. Okay, what did you guys think of The Devil All the Time? I liked it. It had, like, this, I don't know, this dark feeling, weird, off vibe throughout the entire movie. So, I will say, which I didn't say before, it's being dubbed as a new genre. Not Southern Gothic. It's being dubbed as the Midwestern Gothic. Midwestern Gothic. (laughs) Although I don't. Yeah, yeah. It basically feels it's almost the exact same as Southern Gothic, just because it's set in 
parts of Ohio that everybody still has like pretty thick accents that yeah because it's basically like West Virginia right yeah like exactly they said it was and like Ohio a little bit well they like specifically were like in, Southern Knockem Knockem stiff Knockem stiff and what a name yeah so anyway that's that dark feeling that you're getting the gothic mm. southern gothic well i i like that midwestern gothic and according to the director <laughs> and yeah i thought it was shot pretty well there was like a lot of cool framing and setups that i liked um i the cast was crazy yeah there's so many big people in it so mm-hmm. and they all did pretty well and i thought they were just weird they're all such weird characters. Like everyone was interesting. And I loved how everything kind of was so separate that you can almost not really see the strings all the time. And it, I felt like it wrapped up pretty well in the end. Yeah, I like I overall I liked it. I thought it was pretty good. Okay. Um I kind of liked it. <laughs> it was like the most average movie i think we've reviewed in this aka a netflix original <laughs> and like like the act the acting was fine but like the overall story was pretty bland it was it was a revenge story kind of ish but and it was like dark for dark sake at times like you're just like come on this this happens and then something worse happens and then another bad thing happens and I just, I don't know, it was like just exhausting. I felt like all the, the the main story was there, but then there were so many like subplots, like you were saying, yeah. and I don't think it got tied up very well because I like was lost, like what the, who the hell is this person and what did they have to do with anything? And then it shows what like, and then you're like, well, that doesn't really pertain to what they were doing. They just kind of injected them. I don't know. I, I felt like it was just like wildly all over the place and. I I wanted to like it. There was parts that were really good, but it was just so many other other points that just made it so mediocre to me. Uh, I also liked it. Um, I think just in terms of the story, let's cover that first. I think the beginning, the first third, I want to say, it's kind of a mess because they try to do so much introduction and Mm. so quickly that it just did not flow. They were jumping around times a lot, which I wasn't confused. It just, I didn't like how either quickly they were moving or mm. the way they said they they have this time frame that they want to get to. So the way that they pose it is like seven years earlier or something and like then that. Tw- and it was then they change years, it to it was seven years. Yeah. And then they change it to this is the date. So this is the time period when if they just would have shown the time period like 1944, 1954 whatever date and then end with the day that they said and we can understand that yeah these are the times anyway just didn't like that the whole first third was confusing i like the last two thirds a lot more uh basically when you get with the settle in with the characters and kind of understand how they are tied together and um you're able to follow them a little bit better and really understand their motivations because in the beginning you don't really get a lot of that in terms of like the themes like it is dark I don't know if it's dark for the sake of being dark. I think I think it wants to I think what you're saying or how I felt it was was it was trying to be too edgy or it thought it was edgier than it really was. 
Yeah, it was like, you know, like I said, it was trying to be dark, but it just didn't. It felt like they were doing things that are like obviously dark. It wanted to be dark without using filming techniques to yeah. set the tone and tell you that, you know, they like just it, were like, oh, wanted to show you horrible these, person. Yeah, it wanted to just show disturbing images rather than kind of set a tone like I'm trying to think of a movie like No Country for Old Men. Like mm-hmm. just the tone of it, mm-hmm. you get that dark feeling without even before you see a first the first fucked up image. Like it sets the tone perfectly. Mm-hmm. This wants to do that, but fails at that. Yeah. But the dark images, imagery, and all that stuff was fine. Like I mean, just based off the themes of the movie, yeah. like the devil all the time, and what it's trying to say. I understood all that, but it. I just think it missed on the tone. So mm-hmm. that was a problem. That that really honestly like. Tonally, that's why maybe it did detract me a little bit because it wasn't it wasn't as polished as I think it could have been. And this movie, like in a different director's hands, I think this movie is like yeah, like for instance, Coen the Coen Brothers. Brothers. Yeah, <laughs> you put a Coen Brothers behind this movie, and it's crazy awesome. But yeah, I just don't think that they reached like you said they didn't reach to where they wanted to go without adding the the certain thematics that were kind of too much. Mm-hmm. Like they're like, mm-hmm. let's make this movie dark by m- making you uncomfortable about it yeah. rather than you just seeing like, they just explicitly like this person's a horrible human being. You should know this. Yeah. <laughs> this mm-hmm. person's crooked. This person's, you know? Yeah. So that the tone and the story, at least the first third, there's, I had a problem with, um, besides that, I think some of the writing also goes along with that, like just dialogue and, and how things play out. Like basically the screenplay isn't as strong as it could have been. It was still pretty good. Um, all the acting was, I thought probably the best part of it. Best I don't think there was any like weakness or weak, really weak, uh, performances or anything like that. There were some really strong ones and yeah, how it was shot was pretty competent as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't think of like any super scenes that stood out. Um, probably the flashback with Bill Skarsgård in the war, like just that one See, scene. Yeah, that was, was really that okay, was that's the awesome scene, scene I wanted to talk awesome, about. Awesome, yeah. Because you were talking about not liking the and that direct dark like imagery. I loved that No, part. that's what I'm saying. I if, did too. If he would have yeah. kept that kind of theme, then a the movie would have been a lot better. But I loved, yeah, I loved that part Yeah, and how it was connected to the present. Yeah, there are some great shots and stuff like but a lot of it is kind of following characters around and a lot of the shots just like of the characters is just like very top of their heads cut off. You know, it's basically just a bus shot and it's kind of tracking on them and there's, you just lose some of the, some of the interesting things that they could have done with that. But I mean, it's pretty, like I said, competent standard stuff at that point, just nothing that stands out and makes you say, wow. Wow, Yeah. Um, so yeah, you know, I liked it. Definitely didn't love it, and we can get into like more detailed stuff now. Yeah. Um, there's probably quite a bit to spoil if you do want to see the movie, mm. just oh, in yeah. terms of the <laughs> yeah. plot, because a lot of characters come in and out. Deaths, obviously, with just how dark this movie is, a lot of people die. So if we talk about any of that stuff, that's going to be considered spoilers. So spoilers from here on out for the devil all the time. What do you want to start with? in terms of a detailed conversation. Yeah. So I actually liked, 
I mean, how the story all kind of unfolded and came together in the end, I do think it wasn't always like done with the best care, but I did feel satisfied the way it wrapped up in the end and how like you could directly see why with the narration and everything, why each thread led this person to act that way at this time. And then they all were acting based on all these decisions and everything that happened in the past. You could see how it led to their decisions on how they did things in the final scenes and everything. So do you think they, do you think that we needed the narration to get? No, but I I thought that was fucking hated the narrator. And as soon as I heard the first few lines, I was like, I hundred percent. I bet this guy is the not is, was the novelist. Was it? Yeah. Donald Ray Pollock was the narrator. Uh, I was like, 100%, that's him. I guarantee it. Yep, sure enough. I hated the narration, just telling you exactly what's happening, like doing everything for you. That's where I feel like the writing, they just couldn't write those feelings and like thoughts without saying it into the story. Like just their actions, They fe- I feel like they couldn't get them to make you feel what they're feeling just through their actions. So they had the narrator in there. I mean, that's how it came across. I obviously, I don't know what the exact in- intent yeah. was, but that's what it felt like. So it felt lazy. I hated it. Yeah, I wish all of that would have been gone. I felt like it was more just like a stylistic choice to have. I do too. And that's what I'm saying is like, yeah. I don't, I mean, yeah, the intent could have been for style, but I, like what, what does the narrator say yeah. except like nothing except for like adding literally just exposition and like telling you how they're feeling, the characters are feeling and all these things. Like, I don't know, it would have been more rewarding and satisfying to draw that yourself in that. I feel like also the narrator was a huge, what uh, kind of set the tone for me as well. Like think about like movies that are set in the South with like narrators. It, they're just, they're not usually like dark and gritty films. Like, you know, like yeah, that we're, like, that it's trying to compare itself to. Yeah, it's usually the opposite. Right. They're usually a little bit lighter yeah. or, you know, maybe some comedies or some, you know. Animated films. Sure. Whatever. The, the most time dark like and gritty films like don't have narrators like that. And it just didn't seem to fit tonally. So that's what another big thing with me hating the narration was. I knew that the film was going for this dark and gritty tone. And that went against it for me. You want to know what also, this is random, and I I looked it up. Well, this cast is, like, we're talking Midwest, like, Americana, and every single one of them is foreign. Yeah. <laughs> All of them. Other than, like, Haley Bennett and Riley Keough. Keough, yeah. Harry Melling, Sebastian Stan, Mio Wazakowski, Eliza Scalin, Jason, they're all Australian. Mm-hmm. Robert Pattinson, Tom Holland, British, British, and then Bill Skarsgård's Swedish. Mm-hmm. I was like, why? I want. It was interesting to like I, if there was a reason for that because I was like, I feel like these are all foreign actors, and I just kept. I looking, didn't know I'm Sebastian like, Stan was Australian, but no, he's all, he's not. He's um Romanian actually. Oh really? Hmm. He yeah. just looks like but he looks Scanlon, very American. I feel he like, looks but. like New, <clears throat> New England area, like yeah, New York or. But um, it was just crazy. I also, one thing that I didn't really necessarily understand is the whole um, Jason Clark, like the photo taking, that whole element just felt like 
so weird. Yeah. I didn't think well, it did anything well, for the movie. It, it had to connect everybody. It does. It connects yeah, the officer. Right. Well, it connects like, but Sandy it's like, was his sister. The officer's a, sister. Yeah. Right. But I don't, I just felt like there was an, there was other ways to do it instead of oh, like, yeah. well, I like that. I, I that was, it, yeah. I that, like that introduced that, that, that because of them, that had one of my favorite scenes in the movie. The end when he discovers the negatives, I love yeah. that part. Yeah. When he go when it's all the negatives are basically flashing across the screen and there's mm-hmm. the scores playing, which I should say the score too is it's not amazing, but it's I think it's very suited to this movie and it's it is pretty well done. Yeah, it's it not gonna be that, one of my favorite scores of all time, but it fit it very well. It gives you that vibe, that yeah. weird, like uncomfortable yeah. vibe. Yeah, there's parts of it that are very unsettling and then mm-hmm. When it play when it's more played normally, it fits just the period, yeah, the the setting, all that stuff. So, shout out to the score. The composer but, was the one for the lodge. There we hey. go. I like the lodge yeah, score too. That was too. a good one too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like and the rental. I like that the element of them being serial killers and just showing that. Another element of I mean, I, it's pretty heavy handed what it's trying to say. Like, you know not to trust anybody there's like there's this uh evil in the world and it's like it's just very heavy-handed with all that so if they're gonna go that direction then sure they should have a couple serial killers in there and yeah i liked (laughs) the scenes with them and i liked how it played how it mixed in with even arvin and yeah the cop too like how i don't like I don't like again how the beginning of the film is so rushed. I didn't really get or understand any of that how they were tied together until the end when he's like, "Oh yeah, that's my sister," and there's uh you know I'm I'm a, a corrupt cop and he's somehow or what what position is he elected to? Sheriff. Sheriff. Yeah. Okay, sheriff. He was he's been and, sheriff. Uh, yeah, and then basically the guy that's above him is runs the town and he rigs the elections for him and all that shit like. The mobs I liked and, that angle, but I wish they would have that would have been more clear from the start, or had maybe even make it longer and just set a better tone, slow burn that will build up to that. Like, I just really didn't like the beginning and how. I feel like if this movie started like slow burn and then all the shit hit the fan and like the violence just came toward the end of it mm-hmm. and it just got like the second to third act was just like a rampage of violence. I mean, I it kind of like, was mostly yeah but they kept like it kept it wasn't like i feel like it was really gruesome in the beginning and then kind of just but that's what led to the motivation for everything like that went on i guess why because he saw his dad well he had to lose both his parents and she had to lose both her parents in order for them to become orphans to live with the grandparents right which was the whole thing and then yeah it, it would have been but it's just not a completely really like different a, movie. Yeah. But there's also not like a, which is, it's refreshing, but there's not like a, there's not really like a driving force in the movie besides just like time passing. Yeah, there you know? isn't. Yeah. It's, there's nothing, there's no motivation or goal until no uh, ever in. really. Yeah. I had a question. How long, how long was Tom Holland's character gone or did he just like leave and go right back? When what, it, what do you mean? Like when he drives away, like he kills he um kills Oh, he kills Robert Pattinson and drives away. Is that like does he come right back? Or was there like a time that passed? Because 
He kept mentioning he doesn't like, go I haven't back. been there. He doesn't go back. He goes That's to his when hometown. He leaving. He drives yeah. to his hometown well, and it breaks down. Well, he runs out of gas or he, whatever. Well, yeah, breaks he hitches down, and then he hitches the rest of the way there. And it's it's a short period of time from that yeah. from that point to when he has a shootout with Sebastian Stan. That's a pretty short period of time. Okay. Because it just... It, it, they made it seem like he was gone for a while. Like he kept saying, "Cause like, like that's why he was so tired too." Because he basically didn't even sleep. Right. Yeah, he's yeah. Because all that shit was crazy. Shit was happening. He probably was like forty eight hours or something. So he was awake that whole time. Yeah. That was a, I didn't, that wasn't a bad thing. I was just asking. Yeah. <laughs> but again, it's unclear. I mean, like if you don't know it from watching it, it's that was kind of yeah, like it was extreme. It's part like, of the it's part of the flaw of the film of it jumping around so much, like. To yeah. try to show all of these subplots that you lose a little bit of yeah, narrative no direction. That's bad, what I think. Yeah. I think that's the best term I can think of is the narrative direction of this film was a, more aimless than the actual plot. Yeah. And what about? Because I like the plot and all the elements yeah, and everything, the but the narrative was, yeah. direction of how the movie plays out is bad. It doesn't guide you very well through that. Right. Plot. Did you right. also feel like the whole um, angle of Robert Pattinson's character was kind of rushed? Like he came in, it was like a preacher, and then like the next scene, he was like bad guy. It no, was he was like bad a, during that scene because the chicken livers. Yeah. I was, but but what I'm saying is like they made a. I don't know. I feel like his whole character, there was like no motivation. for. I mean, he, he definitely doesn't like have like an, an arc, arc at all. Yeah, he doesn't yeah, change. He's bad from the beginning and he's bad until he dies. Right. Um, I know what you're, yeah, I kind of know what you're saying. Like there's no arc. They introduce him yeah. as, I guess just the way he's introduced, you're supposed to assume that he's a good guy because he's coming in as the pastor. But I think they try to establish it quickly. That way there's no like quick turn and, that would feel weirder. See, like I, if they built up I actually came form. in feeling like bad that he was bad just because how they kind of framed <laughs> how preachers were with the other guy earlier with the spiders, you know, I forgot what his name was. Harry yeah. Melling. Harry Melling, which that scene, whoa, the special effects, the spiders horrible. looked so bad. Yeah. The flies on the, the, I was the like, gunnery sergeant looked really bad. I couldn't too. believe it though. There were some bad special effects in this movie. Like how did that, <laughs> get past yeah i mean take real spiders that aren't poisonous or whatever and just like that would have been so much more effective but these looked so they look bad. like the spiders from mulan like oh yeah horrible. it did look like that one yeah like grossly like cartoonish cartoonish yeah i don't know these just looked the worse i think than that yeah because there were so many of them, and they had to like they just that spider. That spider was on a table, and right? It wasn't the whole, even like the whole on scene his was face. CG. This was like half him being there, and then they had to put these spiders over him. Which, oh man, it looked so bad. It wasn't even like hitting his face properly. Like it looks like it looked like it didn't reach the final stage of mass, like the, the master. I think it, it might have been the shadowing or something. They I just, just don't looked, think. Yeah. I think it got out of. It didn't go to post production. Like it was. Yeah, it was it filmed and then they never changed it or or like tuned it or, they, they, or they ran out of money. They're like, fuck it. <laughs> we'll that's what. It. Uh, so they have. So they introduce or they have him. That's like his was. His, I think his character was the worst because they introduce him and you get no sense of who he is. He has a relationship with a girl, has a daughter, whatever. But he's like crazy all of a sudden or has been crazy. I mean, like, he's not like on him he's not like Robert Pattinson's character yeah. who's just a dick and an asshole and he's just a bad person 
this guy like is legitimately crazy because he he gets bit by a spider or something like that, which I don't think has anything to do with how his mental state. No. Well, it was just like he thinks his he's talking. He thinks he's talking to God, and then he kills his wife with a screwdriver in the neck and thinks that she's going to get resurrected. Like I get the the idea that they're saying like people can be so get so delusional with religion, but he was just like crazy from the get go. You had no idea who he was, mm. and then he was just boom crazy. Yeah, I I don't know. Yeah, I thought his was like probably the weakest. His was probably the weakest performance. So I don't really like that Harry Mellon kid. He was he was good in Battle to Buster Scruggs, but he had, you know, he barely spoke in that. It's a pretty small <laughs> role. Why. He really excelled as Dudley in Harry Potter. Well, I was thinking uh, the character in that classic. What's that movie called again? I don't even know. The Old Guard. Oh yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say he was oh, the yeah. Old Guard. He was a CEO guy. Yeah. He was also. Oof. Mustache twirling evil. Yeah. Yeah. So not not excited when I see him pop up anymore <laughs> in movies. Never like I was excited, but now I'm like, oh shit, he's in it. He looks so old too. He's only like thirty one. He's just weird looking, yeah. Yeah, he's just weird. His, His eyes, eyes are, are so, so close, close together. <laughs> yes. Especially in this movie, he you can tell it's so bad. They look like they almost can touch. I mean, know? I don't want to like throw him under the bus just how he looks but his eyes are very close together Harry Melling, if you're listening you're an ugly <laughs> son of a bitch <laughs> also we made it <laughs> yeah yeah also thanks for listening yeah. <laughs> shout out S- send questions says the cinema at gmail.com podcast sorry uh <laughs> there all right anything anything else i mean there's there's a lot more i guess like in just in terms of the plot alone, like yeah, I don't know how much you want to cover of the plot, but we can go whatever. Yeah, I don't really have, mm, I don't really have many much more notes on anything that we haven't covered. So, I mean, yeah, it's a pretty straightforward, I guess, movie. Like, I mean, we haven't. There's nothing else that we haven't gone over that. There's like no elements that I could think of that were like, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no going from going from the last last episode of being overly complex. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it was pretty complex of you, the story in itself, right? Even but though, we don't want to just run on the plot. Yeah. Like we've covered <laughs> everything. Like, all so the it started out aspects. World War Two. <laughs> covered all these technical aspects that we want to. If you don't have anything else to say, then then that's it. Like you know, it's just one of those movies where there's probably not a lot to say. I will say actually one thing because I watched something on this after, and then I feel like this might have something to do with maybe kind of how the whole movie was produced. It was uh, it was made by Netflix, of course. So this video I'm talking about was produced by Netflix. So it's putting. Uh, so this the twist was a Netflix movie. It was. This was no, no, no. This was. I'm saying. Hold on. the The video that I watched was produced by Netflix. So this was a YouTube video produced by Netflix that that highlights the movie. It's putting it on in a good light, right? So it's saying how the first 15 minutes of this movie, or whatever, sets it up like perfectly. Which I think the beginning is the weakest part. But anyway, uh, they uh, Antonio Campos is running down um, in a particular part. He's running down how he chose the titles. And it shows two different fonts that he want that they looked at as possibilities, which are way better than what they go with. And then it shows the ch- font that they chose, which is basically just bold, like regular, you know, letters, square letters up on the screen. When like the first one was like, 
a like kind of like horrific like gothic style font which was looked really cool the other one was kind of like bigger and bolder but uh like devil like all in time was really big and the other letter other words were smaller around it looked really cool and then the last one's just the devil all the time like so it's weird just to think that you know maybe there's like parts of this movie i feel like that kind of summarized the movie for me is there's probably parts of it that could have been really good and you know either way and then the director chose to go this bland direction you know and i just thought that was interesting how it paralleled basically my thoughts of the movie put a link to that video in the description so you can see what i'm yeah, talking I was gonna about say i was gonna look it up but i i can't find it i'll look it up when we uh take a break here but let's uh let's review this thing if we are done talking about it yeah or rate it you mean Rate just what I say? It. Review? <laughs> let's rate this thing. And now let's start from the beginning and talk about it again. <laughs> take, Scene take one. two. All right. What are you giving the devil all the time out of five? I gave it a 3.5. I gave it a 2.5. And I gave it a three. Whoa. There we go. I, was right. I probably could have gone three, but I mauled it over and thought. Yeah. Thought. I mean, I think it's better than average and... I, I think it's a heavy three too. I, I was considering a three point five, but I definitely settled on a three. Yeah. So Alright. I guess watch it. Yeah. Check it out. I would recommend I mean, it, I guess. It's on Netflix. The only thing is it's, it's kind, kind of long. Of long. Too. Yeah. Yeah. And you feel it. It is. And I I don't know. It didn't seem feel that long to me. I felt it in the beginning because I was like it was it bouncing was so around, slow, I was confusing yeah. and I was like, what? going on and all this stuff but yeah really when it picks up after it picks up it's better paced so you want to talk about what else we've been watching i literally have nothing so well for once i went on two rewatches of some older classics i saw one i didn't see the other i rewatched uh the original mulan oh just uh, so since I had the new one fresh in my brain, I wanted to watch the original. Was it worse than the uh, the new one? <laughs> no, it's so much better. Like it's so much better. It's so much better. Is that him? You want to look at this? Antonio yeah, that's Campos. the character. That's the first one. That oh, looks, that's well that looks like uh, like Devil May Cry. Yeah, that's the second one. Ooh. Yeah, that one's that one's okay. The first one's awesome. I know. Now look at this. Hold on. So why part. did they go with what does he explain why he went with it? Yeah, he one? explains it. It's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> it's stupid. And then that's the one that they went with. Oh my god. The most basic fucking shit. Aerial font twenty eight. <laughs> yeah, just yeah. bold. Like, bold. Aerial bold twenty eight font. Uh, yeah, I was watching, I was like, God. That yeah. first one was dope. I know. Wasn't that was it? real good. Wouldn't that have been sweet for the movie? Mm-hmm. All right. Sorry, well, Jacob, to cut you off. <laughs> well, yeah, it's it's way better. It just, I mean, it doesn't try. All the serious parts feel more serious because of all the lighthearted parts. Um, I think the songs are so memorable in the original. That's it's, what made Mulan. Yeah, like uh, as far as like, there's a lot of Disney movies from then that have songs in it, and those are ones I remember still, re- like Reflection, Be a Man. Like those are still like stuck oh, yeah. in my you brain. Can sing every word to them. Yeah, so yeah, I mean, the animation still looks really good today. Some the CGI doesn't hold up, 
as well. 90, but was it 90s? Or yeah, 98. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So, you know, can't really fault it there. It's way better. Better CGI <laughs> yeah, than the 2020 like, version of it. Well, I just it was also that time when like they were mixing in CG with yep. hand-drawn animation. So that's why like that's why the classics will never like literally never age because they're all hand-drawn mm-hmm. and ones like Mulan will age a little bit, but yeah. it's, you know. Um fuck uh Hercules. Passable. Yeah, Hercules. Hercules yeah, did that. Yep. Pretty there was some bad CGI in there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it definitely holds up. It's there's literally no reason to watch the new one. And I, I find it like weird. I find it weird that this one is like we were talking about before is more grounded in reality. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even though it has like dragon in it and stuff. But the Phoenix well, yeah, and like, the other one, I guess. But nothing to do with like it's Chi, right? And yeah. It, OK, so nothing to do with she's chi just a regular one. soldier who yeah, is who smart is, and trains uses, and has to yeah. work hard just like everyone else. And, and yeah. And I just feel like it, it's a stronger story of like the power of like that women are equal, right? Right, yeah. Because she's doing it without any kind of extra special powers like she has in the new one. And the ending too is so much better. Than the, like I love the ending of the animated one when they they do the Trojan horse, but with the Chinese dragon. Yeah. And they like the ending of this one. It's just so bland. Yeah. Yeah, I honestly like that palace is empty. Is. Remember the whole the whole palace in the in the end of the animated one. There's like a huge festival to celebrate yeah. the victory, and yeah. then the and then the end of the uh, live action one, the palace is just empty. Yeah, the coronavirus hit the palace. Yeah, the social distancing. <laughs> they couldn't get enough actors close together, so they're like, all right, we're just gonna have the palace be empty. Yeah. I don't. I forgot everything about the new Milan. Yeah. Well, I just feel like it's very forgettable. If, I mean, if kids are gonna, if their parents want them to watch Mulan, they're going to show them the old one and pretend the new one doesn't exist. I just don't feel like in, yeah. in what, 20, over 20, 22 22 years, years. people are going to be watching the new Mulan, but they will probably still throw in the old Mulan. No, but the problem is that they see the kids aren't asking to see the old one because they're not seeing advertising for the old one. Like kids, like that's what Disney is just banking off the fact that if they put it out there and kids see it, that it's coming out soon. Like, oh yeah, of course I want to see that. But if they put an advertisement out for one of their oldest movies, the kids wouldn't even know. They would think it's brand, it's brand new to if them. They did like a They'd be like, oh, I want to go see it. Yeah, it still looks good. Exactly, it still looks great. Yeah, like, get it like remastered into like true 4K. And they will. They'll yeah, they'll start remastering those to 4K. And then I mean, that, all those were shot. They were hand drawn, but shot on film. Like you can remaster all those. I thought on Disney. Plus, they are in 4K. Are they? Yeah. There you go. There you go. So I watched it. It was, was it beautiful. Awesome? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I thought it was, it's way up there in quality, whatever, if it's uprezzed or something. But so, yeah, yeah, basically, like what I'm saying is that they could advertise an old movie like it's new, and kids that have never seen it or heard of it would think it's brand new and want to go see it just as much as these ones. So, yeah. And then they could have made this new Milan darker and more mature for the people who <laughs> like yeah, the because that's what these live action movies i mean i guess they're for both but they really are playing on the fact that they want the parents to go see it and the kids to go see it yeah but they're ruining all the old ones in the in the process pretty much there hasn't been like i a mean has good, there been one that's been the, better uh, or on par not even close well no. not on par or better but i heard the aladdin wasn't that bad 
I heard, oh, I heard Aladdin was yeah, really bad. I've never seen it. Beauty and the I've Beast. I've heard Beauty and Beast is the only yeah. good oh, one. Yeah, Beauty, or Beauty, Beauty, Beauty and the Beast was okay. Maybe Cinderella too. But that was like there the still one. was no reason to watch Beauty and the Beast over the original. Still, yeah. You know. Right. Oh yeah, I would never. And that one stuck. As far as I know, I've never seen it, but it stuck exactly to the classic yeah. movie. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't think there were any changes. No, it's it's not. It's the exact. Well, except. No. From what I've heard. No. Again, I've never seen it, so. It's the exact movie. Yeah, I don't know. It's been a while since I've seen it. Yeah. I liked it, but I still watched the old one two more times since that. So, yeah, good movie. <laughs> Four out of five. Watch Mulan. The original 1998 version. The Hillary Swank version. <laughs> on Disney Plus. Well, Which is now free right. if you have Verizon. Is that who Milan is? What? The voice actor? No, it's not. No. Okay. I was <laughs> she was. I was not. The voice <laughs> actress right. was in the new one, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah, she was the one who introduced Mulan when, to the emperor when she got there. Mm. When she was going to get her reward or whatever. That was her. All right. Well, I think you can go. You don't have anything, right? No. All right. Go. On to your next one. <laughs> I watched Napoleon Dynamite. Saw this. Classic. Classic. Love that movie. And it's still great. <laughs> I was How'd laughing. How'd you only give it a four star, though? Well, I was trying That's... to be realistic. Like, it's... No. Yeah, but what brings it down, do you think, from, like, a I five? I mean, a five. like... The plot doesn't really go have anything to do. That's with anything. the point of it, though. The simplicity is the beauty. of if it. If the point of your movie is to not have a plot and it doesn't have a plot, then you succeed. If the if the point of your movie is to have one and it doesn't have one, then you failed. Yeah. So is it it's a success a or a failure? Movie. I don't success. know if it was trying to have a plot or not. Though. No, it's a pretty plotless movie, I think. Yeah. Well, in that itself too, I don't really gain anything out of it. I mean, it's kind of a heartwarming story, but. I don't know. It's pretty random and simple. I'm not saying that it won't go up. No Jamie, kidding. Jacob. No, it's pretty much right where it is. I love right, it, I, but it is. It doesn't do anything fair. like spectacular with like acting or cinematography or though the cinematography is actually pretty good in it. But. And the acting. I mean, to play such eclectic, like off the wall characters. I mean, none of them do like. I guess anything stupendous, but to to portray something like so, I don't know, almost like realistic, but not realistic. Not at all, yeah. It's hard to explain. I yeah. met Efren Ramirez, though. But John Heater, too, like in all of his subsequent movies that followed Napoleon Dynamite, he's obviously nothing like that. And he pulls that off really well. Well, it, was he was like that in the student film. Palooka? Yeah, but that's... This, I mean, you know like, he got paid one thousand dollars to do, act in Napoleon Dynamite. The budget was like fifty grand. It's pretty. Yeah, small. I know, and he got one thousand dollars, and it made it's one like of the biggest forty million or something. It's one of the biggest um, flips of all time. Like but it's not. It's yeah. not the biggest though. I told you what was the biggest in an earlier episode. Those listening in, <laughs> who remember? Trivia. It, I don't know what it but it's got to be up there. It was Paranormal Activity. Oh, uh, yeah. It was like $1,000 a film, and it made millions and millions yeah. of dollars. God. <laughs> you. God. Yeah, it's pissing me off, because that's like such low effort, too. Like, Napoleon Dynamite actually took probably like a lot of effort to make a movie like that. Paranormal Activity just 
cor- cameras in the corners of rooms scanning and non-actors not what even is, having what to try. Call that most profitable profitable movie? Um, would that be damn, what you would call term. it? No, it's not the most profitable because profit would be... Yeah, budget versus revenue would be profit. Box but up, it's yeah. in a percentage form, not in like, not in terms of dollars. So percent, I don't know what the exact term is. Or most okay. profitable in terms of percentage or most profitable in terms of... Well, per- yeah, percentage. Gross. It Actually, be gross. number one, Jacob, is Deep Throat. What? Deep Throat had a 90,014% ROI, return on investment. Wow. Next is Facing the Giants, and then third is Paranormal Activity. It was 450,000. Oh. Hmm. Still not even a half a million dollars. And it made like a couple hundred million, probably, or over a hundred million. Oh, um, it made 89 million. Really? The first paranormal activity cost $450,000 to make. Wow. I'm surprised. What the hell? Anything else to say on Napoleon Dynamite? I mean, <laughs> some things that you it's love. It's great. <laughs> I love the humor is, it is amazing. It's hilarious. Yeah. It the used whole to be time. So well, it used to be one of the most quotable movies and now everyone like hates the quotes from it. But I, 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 I this whole week I've been using the quotes again, like yeah. everything. They but it, there was because I go home to Starla every night. Get about it. <laughs> yeah. But there was that point where it was like oversaturated and everybody oh, yeah, started watching everyone, it. And, and then everyone's wearing vote for Pedro shirts. Yeah. We got yeah, our friend. Hey shirt. there. What about our side story where we actually got our friend Pedro in high school president? No. Oh, we told him to run. For <laughs> yeah. Pedro. We actually for had a friend named Pedro and we made signs. We wore our shirts. We offered protection. What did you <laughs> run for? Student body president. Yeah, president. Was he student body president? Yes, he was. I don't remember that. Yeah, we worked hard to get him into it. We're like, vote for Pedro. A vote for Pedro is a vote Pedro for... Pedro offers you his protection. I don't know. He watched it. Ask him. What does he say? I haven't watched it for Pedro is a vote for freedom or, or... I don't remember. I don't know. I don't remember I don't that. know if that's in the movie. Like, really? I, I just like remember he's like, your wildest dreams have come true. <laughs> but we got... But yeah, I did meet F and Ramirez at... Grand River, Grand River Brewery, yeah. And had him write vote for Pedro on a chalkboard. <laughs> I just popped up on my, on my memories. Oh, uh, Like yesterday. So yesterday, so like however, you watched four it, years it ago, like, five years ago? It, yeah, it was a while ago. Yeah, because I remember seeing those pictures. It might have been today. No, it was yesterday. It was definitely yesterday. Did you rate Napoleon Dynamite? Yeah, I gave it a four, too. But I mean, with a heavy like. That's at Shame. least... Four and a half. I just uh, uh, watched the next episode of Too Old to Die Young. Oh yeah, finally. I know. Mm-hmm. How'd you like the second one? Because everybody hates the second one's like the least. I mean, I don't ones. really get exactly what was going on. I guess yeah. it'll. Yeah, you got to keep watching. It. Like it was basically just introducing completely new characters. Yeah, but it's just so pretty. It is. <laughs> it's so beautiful to watch. It just is. everything that is done is so even. There's this one car scene where they the camera's on the back of a car and the other car's coming at it and it just turns off. Yeah. Just like things yeah. like that you don't think or see before. And there's know, just so is. many scenes. I'm just like, you don't see this anywhere else. Yeah. It's it's amazing. It's 
beautiful. Yeah, it's just a treat to watch. There is an amazing sequence. It's in a later episode, but yeah. But I mean, I still liked it, you, even though I didn't. I like the second one too. Really know what was going on? Just you can't deny the all the technical things. Well, I like that the first one so how it's well. like in it's all in the U.S. or whatever, and they kind of are establishing these characters, and then they go to Mexico and they're establishing these characters. Yeah, like, and it's not a, a lot completely happens, different. But you get yeah. yeah, you it's just establishing. But you can see history. like how the different cultures and stuff too, how that like yeah. plays out, and like how many things does the entire episode and I another wish, language basically yeah yeah exactly the whole episode was in spanish yeah um i wish i would have known too like from the beginning kind of which i'll just tell you that like to pay attention to the girl a lot like the the younger girl yeah the younger one yeah the nurse or whatever to the don hmm. yeah oh that there was one scene with her i especially like too where it showed the was it the I mean, it was that one guy's mom, the one guy's sister, and I don't know the relation to her exactly. Well, she is brought in by the family. She's no relation to any of them. I thought that one young guy with the, the like so Don's son, or or Jesus, the he, guy Jesus, Jesus. Yeah, that was his mom. I thought his mom died. Yeah, I'm talking about her. Oh, okay. Who yeah. died? So that mirror with her in it. Oh yeah, so pretty. And yeah. also during the scene when they're looking at her like ofrenda, the how it zooms like off of her and then immediately goes to that younger girl and does the same exact zoom like it's almost like she's I don't know channeling her. Right, right. I loved that. Yeah. Yeah. Some great stuff. Yeah, there's so much there. We haven't talked about it yet, but I think I don't think there's anything coming out big. Uh, it's already out right now, but next week we will review Antebellum. Oh yeah. That just came out, didn't it? Yep. Or is it out yet? It is out. That's what I'm saying is it's out. There was a movie I just saw that was was coming out the 21st, but it obviously wasn't that long. All right. Well, might be, might have a double feature. We'll see what else is coming out, but Antebellum for sure. Plus what else you've been watching. We're going to record the Godfather premium here soon. So stay tuned for that. Anything else you guys want to add? great uh, send questions and comments into suds and cinema podcast at gmail.com you can follow us on instagram at suds and cinema podcast you can follow myself on untapped and instagram at the kg project jacob my name is jacob and i'm on both of those things as jsal 517 that's j s a l 517 and i'm on both platforms at josh <laughs> underscore Saldana. all right thanks for listening Cheers, guys.